Welcome to the Red Dove. I'm Liz. I'm Blue. I'm Rainy. So we are part two of Amazon seducing the DOD. You guys remember from last time we had met Lynch, who's like 43 white male, who is the Rebel Alliance. And do you remember he calls the cloud project Jedi? Right. That I guy. Having a freak out about that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> now, yeah, that's the our, our government's Department of Defense. Their cloud initiative, their cloud project is called Jedi. I mean, like, are, are we Disneyland? Like, what is this? Like, I promise I'll stop freaking out about it. That's what's going on. Well, I yeah, I think so. We just kind of just introduced like how everything's going back and forth between the private sector and the government. So the whistleblowers were like, Hey, this isn't a really good idea. We left. We left off with Sally Donnelly, didn't we? Yeah, you just introduced us to Sally Donnelly. She was Lynch's advantage in the fight. Okay, so who is Sally Donnelly? 2012. Donnelly, she is a white woman. She's known as a superb crafter of narratives, a person who can present ideas in persuasive ways. She honed those skills in her first career as a reporter at Time Magazine, where, among other things, she covered the Pentagon and wrote glowingly of Mattis, which I'm sure did not influence Mattis at all. And then Donnelly spent 20 years at the News Weekly before moving to the DOD for the first time in 2007. She worked for the then chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Mike Mullen, then later for Mattis, including while he oversaw the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan as the head of Central Command. So in 2002, Sally departed and opened her own consulting firm, SBD Advisors. Quote, our team offers guidance and stealth strategies. Its website boasted, uh, ensuring that clients benefit from the results of our campaigns, while outwardly they are under the radar. SPD's clients included Amazon, Uber, Bloomberg, Palantir, and others. Donnelly, she was a master at quietly cultivating a network, one that straddled the permissive line between government and industry. Carter, remember him? He was the defense secretary under Obama. He rented an office at the firm, Donnelly's firm, before becoming Obama's defense secretary. And a Politico story listed him as an SBD advisor. And then coincidentally, during Carter's tenure as secretary, Sally works as a DOD consultant. So there's like everybody's in bed together. Right. My big issue is like the money, like, are you making the best decision for the country or are you making the best decision for your company, for your pocket? Right. I'm not a tech expert. It's like a very fine line, but I'm sure it'll work out fine. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) SBD's other high profile generals and defense connected figures included Mullen, Uh, who we all know, former director of national intelligence, Dennis Blair, 
and Michael Flynn. Mike Flynn? Yes. Oh my God. So you know it's a it, they're all it's a great organization, good company. <laughs> <laughs> But um, by 2015, Sally's business had announced a new focus. SBD now specialized in, quote, bridging the gap between Silicon Valley and Washington, D.C. Its website declared by facilitating engagements between the technology and defense sectors. The next year, her firm started advising Amazon Web Services, you know, our friends, AWS, on how to land DOD contracts. Mm, yes. And like, these contracts is like multi-million billion dollar contracts. There's a lot going on. Right. I don't, it seems fine. <laughs> is there, so there's just, so there's no oversight at this point, right? Like I haven't heard anything about, I mean, except for, you know, our one girl who left, who was like kicked out. No, nobody's here. Like, Doing her job. Yeah, doing her job, right? Like everybody else is just like, we're just going to just do stuff because we can. And nobody's like, mm, all of this looks sketchy. What would happen if somebody wrote all this story up and talked about it on a podcast? What would it sound like? Nobody's would, thinking that. It'd be fine. Shoot, I'm high as hell, y'all. I know. <laughs> I <laughs> had two edibles and I'm on my second joint. Nice. Oh, I cannot wait to hang out with you guys. <laughs> Right. <laughs> come on out. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be three sheets to the wind the whole time. Okay. January. Today's Friday, right? Yes. She's like, it better not be Thursday. Right. <laughs> I woke up on Wednesday one time and I thought it was Saturday. Oh, is that not the worst? <laughs> COVID. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare in real life. <laughs> oh, oh, shattered dreams. Right, two more days too. Right. <laughs> not even like Thursday. Like, no, exactly. you're in the middle of the week. Like, right. What kind of a week must you have had that two days in, you're like, it must be over? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your body was like shut down mode. <laughs> night. We've got to recuperate. Right. <laughs> oh, poor Liz. Right. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so in January 2017, Don Lee rejoined the department after successfully shepherding Mattis through the Senate confirmation process. Her title, senior advisor, understated her influence. She emerged as one of the most powerful people in the leadership of the Pentagon, according to numerous DOD staffers. She guided Mattis on politics, which was relatively new terrain for him, relations with the White House, and dealing with the press. Sally came to be viewed as the, quote, fairy godmother of the big tech advocates in the department. She also helped the defense secretary connect with outside companies, kind of like SBD. Wow. She organized a private dinner, never reported before um, this ProPublica article came out, but she organized this dinner for Mattis, our friend, Jeff Bezos, herself, and Amazon's 
top government sales executives at a Washington restaurant in 2018. The dinner occurred just as the DOD was finalizing draft bid specifications for Jedi. Um, asked about the dinner and several others like it, the DODs uh, said, quote, one of the department's priorities is to reform the way DOD does business. As part of this reform, leaders are expected to engage with industry in a full and open manner within legal boundaries to find ways to reform our business practices and build a more lethal force, end quote. So that sounds sort of like, um, that sounds real spin doctory. Not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> like that is definitely changing a narrative. Like, yeah, no, it's totally fine for us to like have dinner with all of these people um, to figure out how to be more deadly. No, I'm sure it's gonna be fine though. Cause um, Amazon said the dinner quote had nothing to do with Jedi and those implying otherwise either are misinformed or disappointed competitors trying to distract with innuendo versus competing fairly with their technical capabilities. Mm. Wow, that is some gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> but the, no, these meetings, they're not illegal, um, but they undermine public trust in defense contracting, said a professor at the University of Baltimore of Law and one of the nation's leading experts on government contracting law. This is particularly serious example of the revolving door among Pentagon officials and defense contractors, which has been problematic in recent years and is getting worse under the Trump administration, he said. So what you're saying here is that this is getting kind of bad, but under the Trump administration, backdoor boardroom deals that really are legal in like the very, very literal sense of the word, but like, you know, the spirit of the law probably goes against it. It got worse under the Trump administration. The the guy who's a literal shyster. <laughs> Shocking. Huh. Okay. But yeah. so that's Sally Donnelly. And that's who's backing and pushing uh, the Jedi contract. <laughs> so you should feel good, right? Like that's who's got our backs. That's who's working for us in government on this one. But let's, it gets better. Let's look at some of, Lynch's, some of Lynch's employees in the Jedi Project. Tony DiMartino, he was a point man to the key committee on Jedi. DiMartino had been managing director of Sally Donnelly's consulting firm, where he'd had Amazon as a client. He was warned to, quote, be vigilant and consult with ethics lawyers before involving himself in matters related to Amazon. But after the warning, DiMartino repeatedly participated in the cloud-related matters. Later, after DiMartino was no longer serving the deputy secretary, he asked to remain, quote, linked into the cloud initiative. A contracting officer who examined DiMartino's role concluded that his actions hadn't affected the Jedi process. So, thank God, right? <laughs> this is... And I, I love this. A person in DiMartino's camp insists that his only activity on Jedi was blocking a quote, stupid acronym, end quote, um, from being inserted in a large memo. And knowing Lynch and knowing that 
you know, he calls his office. It's like a tree fort called Rebel Alliance. And he called this thing Jedi. What do you think the acronym was that he wanted to put in this memo? Uh, like Darth Vader, <laughs> Skywalker, like C-3PO. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. Are, are this you, is our government. Are you kidding me? I, is this fucking Disneyland? Are, is George <laughs> Lucas in on this and we haven't gotten to him yet? Like, what is this? These are, are you, all white men who work at Amazon and also work for our government, apparently. I'm sorry. Just- so far, except for Sally, who's like the white woman putting everybody together and making loads of money off of it. I cannot with this. I- but, yeah, I think Lynch worked for Amazon. Sally worked for Amazon. Now, Martino works for Amazon. <clears throat> A second former Amazon employee would spark more controversy that worked in Jedi. Deep Ubi, a former uh, Amazon employee who worked for Lynch, was tasked with gathering marketing information to make the case for a single cloud inside the DoD. Around the same time he started working on Jedi, Ubi began talking with Amazon about rejoining the company. As his work on Jedi deepened, so did his job negotiations with Amazon. Six days after he received a formal offer from Amazon, Ubi recused himself from Jedi, fabricating a story that Amazon had expressed an interest in buying a startup company that he owned. A contracting officer who investigated found enough evidence that Ubi's uh, conduct violated conflict of interest rules to refer to the matter the inspector general but concluded that his conduct did not corrupt the process Ubi now works at amazon's commercial division and declined to comment mm. uh, <laughs> this is he had a tweet because he was like no i'm totally dod like nothing to do with amazon and then he tweeted once an amazonian always an amazonian okay. I- <laughs> they're not even trying to hide it what is wrong with these dumb asses in Twitter? I- Money. <laughs> like- Does he think this is just for him? Like no one's gonna see that? <laughs> just like I. Oh my god! I just. So this is the crack team. I'm so. I just. I'm sorry. I'm still really upset about the C3PO thing. Like I. That is, I'm still sitting here fucking stewing about that. Like this is. So 2018. Um, the draft for Jedi bid formally unveiled in March and rumors had begun surfacing in trade publications that the specifications had been written with Amazon in mind. Weird. No. Mm-mm. But for example, the bid required that the Jedi contract could not account for more than half of the provider's cloud, cloud data load, whatever that means. Uh, it required provider have at least three physical data centers, each separated by more than 150 miles. Weird, only a small handful of companies could meet those mandates. So many of the tech companies were furious. The only major cloud computing company that defended Jedi was, 
Amazon. <laughs> the harshest reaction came from IBM, Microsoft, and Oracle, which would form the nucleus of a coalition that would work to stop Jedi. Okay, now I feel like we are in Star Wars. Like, I, I was about to say, like, where are we right now? <laughs> Do they use lightsabers? <laughs> you know they do. <laughs> do. Do they dress up in robes to do this too? Like, and I, where's when's the Death Star coming? <laughs> oh, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, but we're all yeah. It's they don't care. Oh man, but but don't I mean? <clears throat> Dod spokesperson said, "Quote: The requirements were not designed around any one provider." An Amazon spokesperson said that from day one, we've competed for Jedi on the breadth and depth of our services and their corresponding security and operational performance. Come on. Mm-hmm. Nothing to see here, folks. Move it along. Oracle responded by using its own access. As first reported by Bloomberg, Oracle arranged for its co-CEO to attend a private dinner in April with uh, 2018 with Trump and the founder of a defense firm and a Trump ally. Uh, Katz told Trump that she thought the Jedi specifications had been written so that only Amazon could win, according to a person familiar with the conversation. Only four companies submitted bids for Jedi. Google had already withdrawn from the bidding citing its belief that the project should be split among multiple providers. The decision came after its own employees protested the company's participation in Maven, expressing opposition to the idea that their technology would be used to help kill people. Good on them. Right? Yeah, that's another thing, right? Like Amazon is like, I don't care that we're going to kill a bunch of people. It's our biggest profit margin. Mm. Two, that's my opinion two bidders IBM and Oracle were eliminated after they failed to meet the bid requirements that has left only Amazon and Microsoft uh, still standing in the Jedi competition both IBM and Oracle filed protests IBM's protest was dismissed and Oracle's was denied by the government accountability office Oracle sued the government in the U.S. Court of Federal Claims, asserting Jedi had been tainted by conflicts of interest. The judge in the case ruled against Oracle. He agreed with the contracting officer that Oracle lost the bid on the merits and that any errors and omissions were not significant and did not give uh, Amazon a competitive advantage. Mm. In what universe? In the government's universe. It seems to be like in a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) (laughs) This is not making any sense. Well, now we're going to get really Star Wars-y because Oracle's like, all right, fuck that. They hire former members of the Trump administration and made its case to allies on key congressional committees, largely as a result the House Defense Appropriations Subcommittee blocked the DOD from spending money on Jedi until it demonstrated it was using multiple cloud vendors. 
uh, much of this information that we know about this uh, is about Jedi is because of Oracle's investigations. But by the spring of 2019, multiple corporate interests had deployed private teams to investigate their rivals and DOD officials. So now they're like, the court's not working. So, wow. The Pentagon's inspector general continues to investigate, according to a spokesperson, including, quote, whether current or former DOD officials committed misconduct relating to the Jedi acquisition, such as whether any had conflicts of interest related to their involvement in the acquisition process. Mm. The claims and investigations have left Jedi shrouded in uncertainty. The project might not survive in its current form, according to people knowledgeable about the DOD. But there's little doubt that the agency will move its computing to the cloud in one form or another. Unethical, this is. (laughs) As for Sally, she left the government again this year and her going away party was thrown at the Pentagon, Jared Kushner and former White House economic advisor Gary Cohen attended. Today, Cohen is the chairman of the advisory board of a new form that, firm that Sally has opened called, I don't know how you say this, it's Palas, P-A-L-L-A-S. Palace? Palace without, yeah. Or okay. is it Spanish? Would it could it be like payas? I think it's supposed to be palace, but we're not going to. I'm going to say palace, palace advisors. Okay. Uh, she founded along with Tony DiMartino. <laughs> Are there <laughs> any other people in the government? Is it just these ones? That's the problem. Other friends? Is there no one else? So palace is described as a strategic advisory firm that provides insight into how governments think and operate. Uh, according to a person familiar with the matter, one of Palace's staffers who had previously worked on the Jedi Project at the DOD turned up in early August in the offices of at least one U.S. senator. Uh, he was accompanied by Chris Lynch, mm. who's left... The- Right. (laughs) Who's left the DOD and founded a company called Rebellion Defense. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. He he won't stop. I just does this guy like get like constant hard ons watching these movies? (laughs) Like it's gross at this point. It's so weird. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, rebellion defense it's uh seeks defense contracts relating to artificial intelligence wow oh my so so c3po's and r2d2's it's happening what what is this right now what is this this is white male mediocrity yeah same thing I think it's hilarious because they say that like there's truth to movies and it's like obviously it goes both ways like and then you're literally children but so many aspects of government are like that 
you know the best part about this is is these guys probably think that they are like the jedis they think they're the good guys in this and we're like yeah no you guys are the bad ones you're 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 the bad guys you are the villains in all of this like they they are walking around touting things like yeah we're the rebellion the rebellion of what what are you rebelling against ethical ways of doing business (laughs) within the government yes then you are the rebellion i'm glad he finds this all so funny and just a big game it gets better rebellion defenses board members include eric schmidt he's like getting the gang all back together at the end literally they know no other people nobody why would you want to share that power that's my thing. They're, they're all making money off of this. I just don't understand how no one else sees any of these dots. Like, I, I think I understand about 80% of this story and I'm checking all these dots and I can see it. You do need the kind of the board with the strings and all like that. But, but that's the bad part. And it's a revolving door. But anyway, Lynch is uh, pushing a familiar agenda from a new vantage point. They want to explain why a single cloud makes sense for the Defense Department. Yay. And if those companies, if they get a little bit of money off of that, well, you know, no big deal, right? Capitalism. Okay. So this story is a compilation of several ProPublica articles uh, ProPublica, they are investigative journalists. Check it out. And this is what ProPublica has to say about it. What's happened at the Pentagon extends past the Jedi contract. It's a story of how some of America's biggest tech companies used a little-known advisory board, some aggressive advocacy by a few billionaires, and some unofficial lobbying to open a back door into the Pentagon. And so no matter who wins the Jedi contract, one winner is already clear, Silicon Valley. The question is no longer whether a technology giant will emerge with the 10 billion prize, but rather which technology giant or giants will. That's like, that's the whole scary thing about this. Yeah, like our our defense our department of defense is in bed with silicon valley and we have these major players and these tech companies that don't mind just even the humanity aspect of what they're doing right like making it so much easier to kill human beings and they're like cool as long as we get money for that that's fine right like capitalism at any cost and the government also at any cost the fact that, you know, it's just the same people at the top, these same people who are shaking hands and washing each other's hands. It's just, it's, it's disgusting. It's gross how in bed our government is with these dirty politics. And there's like anybody who tries to speak out against it gets fired or removed or just gets discredited or, you know, or, I mean, at some points they don't even bother hiding it anymore. Cause like, It's just, what are you going to do? It's just frustrating. I think that um, it kind of goes back to, too, how you were saying there's no checks and balances because that's so true in so many different areas. 
And I think we need to be more intentional about those, call attention to those, and then create more layers so things go through more hands so they do not fall into one person's lap. Because ideally, you know, when we look at data, which is what we say we use to make decisions, we see diversity. We see how we have to be um, able to adapt and be flexible in our thought process. So that includes having different people in the decision-making process because it's inevitable that you're gonna hire a private company and they're not gonna be focused on the dollar. That's why they're a private company. You know, that's their goal. Yes, there are ethics to everything in life. Um, but I guess the thing is, I also say the temptation is so high when you can create something like that, that's so bulletproof. But you know, we're gonna create something that's so bulletproof. And like, I mean, I don't know if you got, I mean, all I'm thinking is like, this sounds like Skynet. This will turn into Skynet lately. Mm. And we're gonna have artificial intelligence that starts realizing that we human beings don't know what we're doing. And then we're gonna have Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminators running around. <laughs> That's what's going to happen next. And it's all on one cloud. So there's no even checks and balances when the whole thing goes up in smoke because we know it will. Right. Because it was on multiple clouds and they thought that was safer. Who knows what's going to happen? And I don't know. I'm not a tech expert, but. I can just say like, I mean, we know not to keep all of our money in one bank, right? Or <laughs> all of our money in one place. That's a terrible idea, right? Don't they tell us all the time, diversify your portfolio. Why wouldn't we right. diversify the portfolio for the national, for our defense? Don't worry about it. Gotcha. <laughs> Thanks. I feel so much better now. I, I will sleep easy tonight. <laughs> I Googled it. It's still in the courts, the lawsuit. And it's a $10 billion, $10 billion over 10-year contract. I wonder what Biden's going to do with this. Give that money to community uh, restorative justice. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I meant she like bust out in a full laugh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and it's, it's like billionaires fighting for more billions. What, money that they'll never be able to spend in 10 lifetimes. And you know what gets me is like these, these little people who fight for these billionaires to continue doing this shit. Wake up. Like These people are like, yeah, capitalism, right? Like, okay, dude on the farm or, you know, dude with your Trump flag flying or your America first like okay yeah because these billionaires are really thinking about you or this is this is the arena you're playing in too no you are not sit your ass down somewhere go back to the kitty people like the rest of us this if is your name wasn't mentioned in this story capitalism isn't for you yeah no capitalism is not for you you, you need something else <laughs> like that's deep. Ugh. Yeah, that's, so that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true, though. Wow. And but that's our current situation. I'm so Ugh. happy I know this. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let's... Okay, some good news. I saw 
they have reunited the first family separated by the DACA Act. Oh, that's awesome. Which you will remember from episode one, Hate Monger, the book about Stephen Miller. And he, it was, um, the family separation policy was a idea that came up by an ICE official and Stephen Miller ran with it. So however many years later, the first family of what I hope is going to be thousands of families has been reunited. But anyway, that was just something that we saw in the news and just to leave a little better, a little better taste in your mouth. Thank you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you.